Welcome to the Slob Sisters podcast, the show that explores the realistic art of modern homemaking, all of its challenge, and all of the rewards. I'm Steph, a former slob, YouTuber, and stay-at-home mom of three, and with me today is my co-host and sister, Jill. Hey everyone, I'm Jill. I am a mom of two, and I work full-time as well. So Steph and I have two different perspectives. We like to kind of compare a little bit with all of our topics, and this one is no different. No, I'm loving this topic. I'm going to quickly introduce it and then we'll get into our progress report. So today's topic, how to be the greatest homemaker. What do you think? How are you feeling on this? I mean, it makes me feel like a lot of pressure. <laughs> it's just like automatically like makes me cringe and feel like a ton of work. Okay. Well, before we dive into that, let's do our progress report because it's really important that we acknowledge what we are doing. And I think that's half of the pressure you're probably feeling on being the greatest homemaker. So let me know, what are you doing? What did you get done this week that's making you feel like you kind of are making some progress? Well, one thing um, that came out in a podcast recently is that I wanted to start meal planning, mostly to save money on groceries. And this week, I did do some meal planning. I didn't do it like really intensely, but I looked around my kitchen, I saw what I had, and I made a plan for five meals this week because I like to stick with five because I know I'll have leftovers. Something will come up where we're not in the house or we have dinner out or something like that. So I have five meals. I went and got the groceries and my grocery bill was $137, which is so much less than it is normally. And I'm hoping that will last us the whole week. Yeah, I think that's great. I love that you first went through what you had and built meals around that. I think it's great. And I love that you stuck to five meals. Sometimes I think we can go overboard and plan for every single meal and snack and lunch and then it's like, oh no, you still have too much food. Exactly. And I'm trying to really avoid food waste as well. Yeah, I think that's great. I think we need to do a full podcast on meal planning. I mean, we could do a whole season on meal planning. Absolutely. It's so amazing. It's such a great tool. Yeah. What have you gotten done this week? Oh, I have some very exciting news for my progress report. I had mentioned mentioned it in the past this year and it's finally happening. We have picked out our puppy. We're picking her up next week. Woohoo! That is exciting news. Yes, I'm so excited. She's a giant farm dog. She's a Newfoundland mixed with a Bernese mountain dog mixed with a dog called a Marama. I'm feeling like a lot of hair with all of those breeds. <laughs> yes, it's going to be a lot of hair, but she's meant to be an outdoor farm dog. She's going to have a wonderful, um, in-floor heated shop to go into for oh, the good. cold day. So she always has a place that's nice and warm, but she's not meant to come into our house and shed fur. Although I've heard from other people that you say that now, mm -hmm. and we'll just see what happens. But yeah, I think she's going to be pretty big. Our girls picked her out, and I think she's just going to be a wonderful dog for our family. So I'm really excited. My first dog in my whole life and we have wanted to, you begged for a dog since you've been oh. like five years old so we were talking today about like I can't believe you're actually getting a dog like it's happening I know and I'm actually nervous but I, I and when we picked her out I didn't cry but it was there the emotions were like Oh my, like this is actually happening for me finally. I this wanted is a bigger a step than having a child almost. Well, I've wanted a dog longer than I wanted a child. <laughs> Fair <for> enough. Sure. <laughs> okay, so that's my progress. I'm so excited. Yeah, I'm really excited too. And you have a hard time sometimes thinking of Instagram material. So I have a feeling there will be no shortage of puppy photos coming up. <laughs> yeah, I'm super excited to show everybody what she looks like and get started on our puppy adventure. I have been reading all the books. I'm like so nervous. I have this whole plan. I've been talking to all my friends with dogs. Anyways, I could go on and on, but yeah, I'm very excited about it. Yeah, there's dog podcasts. We're not one of them. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, I know you've been waiting to do this podcast, and 
I've been wanting to do that, and I know you weren't as interested. You no. thought this was going to be kind of a hard one to tackle, but I think it's really important. And I've recently taken a huge interest in homemaking and all of its facets. I mean, I guess I can't say recently because I've been working on the YouTube channel for a while, and it's covering homemaking. We're doing this podcast. But I've been really reading a lot of books, blogs, watching YouTube videos in the hope to find kind of the real secret formula as to what makes a home feel really special and homey and what I can do as a homemaker to implement those things. Yeah, and I mean, like you said, I don't think it's really a new interest. Every time I go to your house or to our mom's house, you always have books about hoogie or hooga and, you know, becoming a homemaker and all things like that. So I think it's awesome we're finally talking about it because clearly I'm not really understanding. I mean, I saw this topic that you wanted to do and the first thing I was like, huh, it seems potentially boring, but let's see. <laughs> Okay, so let's, but let's just start by defining a homemaker. Who is a homemaker? So anybody who is tasked with caring for a home and creating a culture and a vibe within the home is a homemaker. This is not just a mom thing, you guys. And I think in recent years, homemaking has gotten a really bad rap as being super lame and not worthwhile, or at least not something we should all enjoy. It's something... maybe, maybe that's why I thought this was going to be boring. My first thought was like, oh, lame. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. You know, it's like a thing. And it's the same with stay-at-home moms. We've kind of gotten pushed into the corner as being like, oh, well, you couldn't get a job or you don't believe in women's libs, so you're going to be a homemaker. And I think that whole idea ideology has to go out the window it's such an important part of our culture and an important part of our society and if you didn't notice it before I'm sure during the pandemic you noticed it came really full circle that we all really need a place and a home that feels cozy and comfortable and neat and tidy and all those wonderful things that come with the art of homemaking yeah I mean when I think homemaker I think of someone who's that's their job you know, they're not someone like I'm a mom, but I don't think of myself as a homemaker. I think of you as a homemaker, which is funny because I do a lot around my house just as much. I have to keep this house running as well. Yeah, so you are a homemaker. You don't even have to have kids to be a homemaker. Anybody creating a home for themselves, maybe their dog, their spouse, their partner, their roommates is a homemaker. And it's become so popular to begrudge these chores and begrudge holiday prep and even entertaining. We don't even entertain as much. I know we go out to dinner and my husband just grumbles about how many times the skip the dishes guy comes in and out the door and yet the restaurant's empty. Nobody is gathering. We're all just kind of like staying at home, watching Netflix, connecting over social media mm -hmm. and not really doing those big dinner parties, which I should mention was one of my New Year's resolutions or one of my 22 for 22 too was to have a dinner party mm -hmm. and we've been inviting all kinds of people over and I'll be totally honest not a lot of invites have been extended back <laughs> but that's okay you know I'm gonna keep going because everybody says like this is so wonderful it's been so nice to do this I think we just have forgotten and do you think bit. it's a generational thing because I know like our mom and stepdad they're constantly going to people's houses for dinner and hosting dinners and I mean I look at my own kitchen and I think I don't have anything for hosting a nice dinner yeah. But is that what it's about? Or is it just about welcoming people into my house and, you know, making them a good meal? And yeah, my serving plates are, who knows, from the dollar store or something like that. But maybe that's not what it's about. That's how we grew up with our mom sure. having nice 
you know, plates and stuff like that. But And I think this is where we need to tackle the difference between traditional homemaking and modern homemaking. And it changes, right? Like back in the day, and I mean like a hundred years ago, the kitchen wasn't even seen. It was in a far off corner of your house. And maybe you had help, you know, preparing meals and the dining room was segregated somewhere else. You know, it's all evolved into this place where the kitchen is all part of the entertaining and everybody wants these big, bright, beautiful kitchens because that's all part of the house and part of where you want people to see you. But I really think like what you're saying, it's not about being fancy. It's not about having matching cutlery and and matching chargers under every plate. I mean, that's special and fancy. Don't get me wrong. I do think there's something to having that added touch, but it's really just about welcoming people into your home and giving them a home-cooked meal and making them feel welcomed and loved and special. Mm-hmm. And yeah. I think you can do it and anybody can do it. And I know even now when you have people over, often we'll order pizza or we'll get takeout. But you're a good cook. You need to find that confidence mm-hmm. and just start cooking stuff. Because like I've been doing it this year and we've been inviting all kinds of people, people we had not seen in a long time, people we see all the time, friends, family, over and everyone is so grateful and just so thrilled to kind of have that throwback from their childhood. Yeah, I think it's a, a great habit to get into is having people over. I think that's just kind of one corner of being a homemaker is having it presentable for other people and welcoming for other people. But really, the biggest part of it is for yourself and for your family, right? Yeah, okay, so we kind of got off on a tangent about entertaining there because that is definitely the outward display of how you're keeping your home. But let's talk back about the pandemic and it kind of bringing back homemaking. Suddenly, sewing machines are flying off the shelves. You could not find yeast in the store to save your life, let alone a (laughs) bag of flour or, you know, anything to do with baking. People were just coming full circle and getting back into all of these old school hobbies and also just life skills that we'd forgotten about. And if you knew how to sew during pandemic, hey, you know you were getting hit up to make masks. And who for your well, who was family. sewing masks? You had a whole mask factory. <laughs> I had a mask it. factory. I got laid off for a few months and I made some serious cashola yeah. on masks. <laughs> so this is what I'm saying. It's mom jeans and homemaking are back in. They are in and they are, I think, here to stay. I think this pandemic, for all the horrible things it brought, this is one thing that it did really well was remind us of how important it is to have a home and have a home that is comfortable and wonderful to live in. So I'm going to go out on a limb and just say homemaking is a noble profession, maybe even the most noble because it affects everyone on a hugely deep level. Yeah, I mean, the more we talk about it, yeah, the less lame it seems. It is becoming cool. Uh, Like, what you're talking about is a lot of the things I really enjoy. Sewing, crafting, making my home cozy. That's stuff I love. Cooking, yeah, baking. So yeah, I think all of these things are things people are starting to be interested in again. And maybe we're just too busy outside of the home to have time for it. And that's what the pandemic kind of gave people was the time to stay home. I know I'm really guilty for go, 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 go. And I don't have that time to sit and actually enjoy my home. True. And everybody does still have to come home at the end of the night. And how much nicer is it to come home to a house that has, you know, clean sheets, beds that are made, food in the refrigerator? I don't know. Have you ever gone to someone's home where they obviously take so much pride in it? Yes. You know, and yeah. Okay. Well, you're one of your friends who we always talk about as being your grown up friend. And every time we go to her house, I'm just like, I'm so intimidated. But really, I just want that for my own home. I want to walk in and just be like, oh, wow. Like it's so nice and clean, you know, it's not perfect. I mean, it's pretty close to perfect. She doesn't have kids, but it looks always so Mm -hmm. nice and just so well taken care of. Like she has so much pride in her home. So like, what kind of feelings does that evoke for you versus say like college dorm room house or 
for example, house filled with, you know, clutter and mess. Yeah. I mean, when I got my job after university, the first thing I spent money on, like a, a large chunk of money on, I think it was my first or second paycheck was new bedding. And I took a picture of like the before and after. And my before was like this like sheet half off this like disgusting duvet, these like gross, like stained <laughs> pillows. And then the after was just this like beautiful, welcoming, like I got new sheets, duvets, pillows, and it was glorious. Yeah. And the feeling that you get from that is just so much comfort and hominess and nostalgia even, right? Like yeah. our mom was crazy about having fresh linens yeah, on our beds. Yeah, my bed and... still can't be as comfortable. Like I don't know what our mom does to the beds, but they're just like glorious. And they're made so well. And Well, she pulls the sheets so tight. I swear <laughs> she like pinches her hand down between the thing. But yeah, like if someone sleeps in a bed for one night, like if you slept in her, one of her guest beds and then I come and she'll be like, so your sister slept in the bed. I'm going to change the sheets. And I'm like, oh, that's that's fine. Yeah. Like just one night. It's not a big deal. Oh, are you sure? Like she really goes out of her way to make mm -hmm. sure everyone feels warm and welcomed in her home, even yeah. though we're just her kids and it just should just feel super casual. Yeah. She, she irons, still goes out of her she way. She irons her napkins, like her cloth napkins. <laughs> it boggles my mind. <laughs> but people love coming to visit them because she's just so warm and welcoming, yeah. right? Our yeah. mom really kills it in the entertaining. And for as much as she definitely struggled with the mess portion of it when we were kids and she had to work full time, single mom you know now that she's got a little bit more time and she can really devote those energies into homemaking she just thrives she's good she's great we have a great yeah. example we're learning slowly <laughs> yes <laughs> okay so I've done a ton of research on this and I think it's the easiest way to break down how we're going to kind of bring homemaking back how we're going to become the perfect modern homemaker and I say modern because let's get real here we don't have to go out and beat our rugs or wash clothes by hand anymore we have a lot of things to help us kind of achieve these goals so let's break it down I think we should break it down using the senses. Oh, okay. Yeah, so five senses. Nice. So let's start with the sense of sight. So when you walk into a home that's clearly well cared for, what are you seeing? I mean, I think the first thing that comes to mind is a lack of clutter. Yeah, cleanliness, for cleanliness. sure. Cleanliness, like not stuff everywhere. It's simple yet like thought out. Yeah, simple and thought out. I think a lot of us get wrapped up in these kind of home sense homes where your house kind of looks like a show home. We all like to see homes where there are personal touches and sentimental items out. It really makes a home feel homey and lived in. So tidy up the house. That's your number one thing you're going to do to make your house actually feel comfortable. I know after I do my power tidy, my house feels a thousand percent better, even if the windows still have smudges and there's still dirt on the floors. Tidying up is number one. But then putting out photos of treasured memories, having art that you love, different textures, rugs and blankets and maybe some wood things and then dusting surfaces like just a really light dust over your surfaces so it looks like someone cares <laughs> even a tiny bit about how clean it is in the house and I'm not talking about getting behind couches or getting all nitpicky just dust your surfaces maybe a quick vacuum tidy up and you're already I would say like 85% of the way there yeah I think that's totally right and another thing I was thinking when you were talking about bringing photos and art and things like that I mean I mean, I think in the last few years, we've focused a lot on clothing and, you know, the sparking joy of clothing. But Marie Kondo and others also talk about, you know, looking at the things in your home as well. And like, does that bring joy also? Yeah. I mean, are you putting a picture on the wall just because a picture 
should go there? Or are you really taking the time to like have something that you really love in your home and putting it up there? Definitely. I think a curated space to your life and who you are is just number one. I'll use this example. My husband and I went and visited some friends a couple of months ago and they have quite a small home and you walk in there and it is just packed with furniture, mismatched furniture and on the wall are photos mixed with art, mixed with embroidery in all mixed match different frames. None of it really seems to be planned and yet the home was probably the coziest place I have been in years, especially amongst people our age. Even though none of it was new, even though none of it matched, there was a, a large open shelving unit in the kitchen with all different olive oils and pasta sauces and stuff. I just felt like, oh, this is a place I could just have a nap right here in the middle of this birthday party. It was so cozy and wonderful. So I think, yeah, looking past the fact that everything has to match and be perfect looking and just really curate it to you. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you want the home to be livable as well. I don't think I ever walk into a home that's like a show home and feel cozy. I might be like, wow, this is amazing. Everything's so clean and so, you know, beautiful. But those personal touches, I think, are extremely important as well. Yeah, like you probably don't feel like you can flop over on the couch and grab a blanket and a book and a cup of... Oh, we're talking about hookah now. Yeah. <laughs> that house was like hookah central for uh, Canada. Nice. Anyways, so sight. A lot of things you can do there that'll just make a huge difference. Smell. So I had to think a little bit about this one, but once I got going, I'm like, oh, this makes perfect sense. Having nice smells in your home. What is the number one thing you think of when you think like cozy home? I think of baking and cooking. Yeah, like fresh baked cookies. Yeah. Definitely. Even just like yeast, like bread making. Yes. Oh my gosh. Bread rising on the counter, like just reminds me of our grandma. Absolutely. She always had buns going or a loaf of bread going. You know, letting some fresh air in through your windows and then candles if you want. I think there's kind of a fine line between the artificial smells. I personally really don't like things like Febreze and Glade candles, but if you do, you do. But again, it's just being conscious to make the effort to make your house smell nice will go a long way. Having a candle in the bathroom or having some um, like an essential oil diffuser going. I don't know. My mother-in-law's house smells amazing. She always has her essential oil diffuser going and it's, it's a very like specific scent to her house. Anytime my kids go to her house and come home, they smell like her house. Oh, and I just think nice. that's really special because I think in the future they'll smell some blend of essential oils and they'll be like, oh, Oma's house. Yeah. Yeah. So it's really cool. And, and she's an amazing homemaker as well. Well, and I think around Christmas time, like those scents can be so nostalgic and they can bring up so many memories, you yeah. know, like the smell of cinnamon and things like that. Right. And, a, and, a, and a tree, like a Christmas Absolutely. tree, Absolutely. Right? Yeah. And I think you can do all kinds of things with boiling lemons and cloves and oranges in a pot on the stove. Yeah. And so smell is just a really quick, easy way. And if you don't have a lot of time, just light a candle. You can get a candle that smells exactly like fresh baked cookies. And just coming into a house that's warm and cozy and smells good, oh, that's everything. Yeah, and we probably underestimate it, really. Yeah, definitely. Smell is huge. Okay, so our third sense is taste. So great homemaking always includes homemade, fresh, delicious food. And nobody has to be an expert at this. They have all kinds of tools and gadgets that can help you now. Like I can pretty much whip up anything in my Instant Pot at this point. But also talking about little details, like if you are served a glass of water or if you make yourself a glass of water, putting a slice of lemon in it. It's these tiny little touches that add some love and care to your life. I think yeah. it can make a big difference. I think, think? It, I think so too. I mean, I've been trying in the last year to really start cooking more homemade, reducing the processed foods. And I think the less processed you go, the more 
homey and comforting that food is. Yeah, definitely. And and I think a lot of us get intimidated by trying to make these giant fancy meals, you know. And if you don't know how to cook that well, start with the basics, right? Learn how to roast a chicken. Nothing will make you feel like more of an accomplished homemaker than roasting your own chicken. I've, I've never done that. Well, so. you're a vegetarian, but I mean, I just started doing it about three or four years ago and I'm like a pro. It's the easiest thing ever. I don't know why I was so intimidated for so long, right? So yeah, getting back into just easy home-cooked meals. You can watch Jamie Oliver or any kind of these Food Network stars and even like... <laughs> Even Rachel Ray and her 30-minute meals, like these are home-cooked meals cooked with love. They will make a huge difference in your house. Even if you're just cooking for yourself, take some time to nourish your body with homemade food that you really cared about putting some effort into. Okay, so taste. I mean, that's huge. We could talk about delicious foods from our childhood forever. The number four is touch. And so this one is, I think, way bigger than we give it credit for. I'm talking about nice comfortable quality fabrics not just in your clothing but we're talking about bedding and you already brought that example mm -hmm. up you didn't even know this was coming bedding having really nice bedding it doesn't have to be expensive but clean freshly washed crisp pulled so tight and like why is why are clean sheets more comfortable like oh yeah I why have a like what is on them sheet. when they're dirty that makes them so much better when they're clean like it's concerning really <laughs> yeah and I mean it doesn't take a lot like I wash my sheets once a week and that's enough to keep them feeling clean all the time I think back to like my college days when it'd be like wash them once a month and I kind of want to vomit <laughs> well I mean I think we've all gone through those phases and even now sometimes I'm like uh okay something yeah. needs to be done I mean my kids when they were going through their potty training times I felt like I was washing sheets every day yeah I was like <laughs> So then after that, I was kind of like, okay, I need to take a break. But I yeah. mean, obviously you can't take a break forever. <laughs> yeah. But so bedding is a huge one, but also towels. I always feel like I go into a grown-up's house and they have matching towels. And how hard, how hard is it to have matching towels? And yet I have this ragtag, mix-match, like collection from the last 20 years because goodness knows I can't throw a towel away. Like what would ever happen? I can't use it for a rag. I mean... I, this is, I got to make a goal for myself. When I move back into my house, I'm going to get matching towels. Like linens. Like proper linens. Yeah, yeah. It just feels like, I don't know, something I want. Maybe this is what happens when you're nearing 40. You're just These like, are the things that excite you now. <laughs> linens, new matching linens. It never became important <laughs> I know. until now. I know. Well, but... and you got a really nice dish towel from Diane in Denmark and you cherish it. Oh, I'm obsessed with it. And like, it's those kind of things like a dish towel. Yeah. And why can't all of your dish towels, you know, bring you so much joy? Well, I want to mention that now when I go places, because this is what Diane in Denmark, if you don't know Diane in Denmark, she's a YouTuber. We're friends kind of outside of YouTube. She's the one who kind of helped me get started. And anyway, so she, whenever she goes and visits a new place, she buys a tea towel. That's her souvenir that she takes home. And I was like so inspired. I'm like, that's what I'm doing. And whenever you go somewhere, inevitably, there are really nice tea towels to be found. Who knew? So now I have a few from a different few different places I've been over the last couple of years. And I've been chucking the old ones away. Nice. I use those as cleaning yeah. rags. And I even bought mom some dish towels from Disneyland that are really cute. <laughs> and they look like the little characters and she was thrilled. So, okay, so touch. It's all about fabrics and textures, having cozy blankets on the on the couch that you can cozy up with and have a cup of hot chocolate. Like, does that not just sound like heaven? It does. And I'm yeah. huge on fabrics. I mean, we were just talking about it today about, you know, I have a really hard time buying anything fabric related online, clothing, sheets, bedding. I need to feel it because I just, I don't know it makes such a difference to me. It's not about like the color and the shade that could be perfectly good, but I want to feel it before I buy it. That's fair. Yeah. 
So sense of touch. Okay, last one is sound. So I had a hard time thinking of this one too. And I was trying to think like, what does it mean to have a home that sounds homey? And I thought it could be a lot of things. Maybe it's just soft music playing in the background or favorite music playing in the background. Or even like, do you ever go to a house that has just like wind chimes outside the kitchen window? I feel like wind chimes are like a love-hate thing. Like, (laughs) I love wind chimes because we grew up with wind chimes. Like our dad loved wind chimes. Yeah, we had lots of wind chimes. But I know some people that wind chimes literally is like... It's like their trigger. It is. It's a trigger for sure. So, I mean, I I can go either way on the wind chimes. Okay, so maybe not wind chimes or maybe even total silence yeah maybe you just invest in some really good high quality windows so that you can shut them and have complete and total silence or maybe you can get noise canceling headphones so you can just sit in your house and, and have what about a quiet moment and what about the sound of like a fire crackling yeah crackling i feel like fire could be like that's cozy yeah and kind of smell too and sight there yeah. we go fire totally crackling fire if you don't have a fireplace just throw on the fire channel even yeah <laughs> right so there's all those kinds of things i mean Really, it just comes down to the energy and vibe. What's the flow of your house feel like? What's the lighting? What is the routine that's going on in the house? What's everyone's schedules? Do they make sense? Are they totally chaotic and messy and, you know, unsettling to be around? And I think when we're striving to be perfect, I don't want to say perfect, but striving to be really good modern homemakers, these are the things that we can consider. And even though as a whole, it can feel really overwhelming, taken piece by piece, it's not a lot right? Add some candles, make a loaf of bread, buy some new bedding for yourself, grab some wind chimes (laughs) or not, and then tidy up. And instantly you're kind of like 90% of the way there. Yeah. And I think what people also need to do, and I mean, I need to do also is taking that time to give your home the respect it deserves. And then in turn, you'll want to spend more time there. you know, we feel like we don't have the time But we do. It's there. We're watching TV or on our phones. Some of that time can be put into making your home more livable and yeah, just more more lovable. Absolutely. More livable, more lovable. And you know, like we mentioned a couple of them, but some of these things you can do like almost for free, like right now, I'm sure you have the ingredients to bake cookies. So nice smells. Tidying. That's free. Eat at the table off of plates, right? That's huge. Not eating at your TV and in silence. Have a conversation with your family that you live with. Entertain friends. If you don't have a lot of money, have a potluck. Do you remember those? Love potlucks. I Do love I remember potlucks. them? Gosh, those are still happening for me. Are they? Okay. Absolutely. Like, I feel like, I, I mean, we go to potlucks or it's like everybody bring a thing. We kind of had like a potluck thing for our book club, but like a real like dinner potluck. Mm. Oh, the best. Taking phones out of your bed, getting off your screen, getting back into your life. Maybe take your phone out of your life. I was just saying to Jill today that we did this no phone challenge a couple weeks ago. and Well, we tried. Well, I did it for three weeks. You did weeks. better. I did it for like three <laughs> weeks. I was on my phone less than an hour a day, including phone calls and messaging and everything. And I actually felt significantly happier. And now that we're not doing it, I kind of feel like, I don't know, gross about the it. The misery is setting in. Yeah, the misery is coming <laughs> back, but I need to get off it. And then another really easy one is bringing fresh flowers flowers inside or adopting a plant oh plants are huge right now yeah plants are huge always I feel like it's more recent that like having an excessive amount of plants and like a plant room is like totally acceptable well that's yeah and that's fair if you're really into plants but you don't have to have a plant room or have like the fanciest new plant just any plant will make a house feel amazing Mm-hmm. You don't yeah. have to have like excessive amount of plants, but just a plant, you know, it's super easy. Get a cutting from a friend, throw it in a pot of soil. Perfect. Yeah. I mean, it's like having a little pet. We were just saying that my cat has no purpose in my home. She's 
decorative. Only. She she's not uh, the nicest cat. She doesn't. She's not snuggly. She doesn't. She just meows, scratches my furniture, and, and children pees on things once in a while. <laughs> so yeah. She maybe she brings a little bit of coziness to my home, though. I can give that. That's her purpose. Poor party. <laughs> okay, so let's finish up with something we touched on at the beginning. How to enjoy homemaking, not think it's lame or begrudge it. And really, it just comes down to a mentality reset. No one's saying you have to love scrubbing toilets, but let go of the resentment and feel a sense of joy and pride and gratitude that you have a toilet to scrub in the first place. And that with all of these little acts, you're making your home a more beautiful and comfortable place to live. Absolutely. And I think we don't have to go full-blown Martha Stewart on this. You can take small steps, things that you feel like are the best for you. I mean, just because everybody on Instagram has a certain way of, you know, their house looking, you need to make it look good for you and feel good for you as well. Yeah. And like I mentioned before, the little house we went to the birthday party in, it was in no way Instagram worthy, quote unquote, but it was still probably more homey than almost all of those homes feel, right? A lot of the times those Instagram homes are, are pretty sparse with their, you know, personal touches mm -hmm. and everything is clickable. You can buy this on Amazon. You can buy this here. You can buy the, you know, go get your mom's old China out or go get your grandma's old rocking chair something like that and just add some of these kind of personal touches to your house focus on the feeling not the appearance you know photos lie we live in our homes so set it up for your life really yeah. i think is what's most important so Absolutely. what do you think you turn the corner on homemaking <laughs> have i convinced you well i feel like i do more i mean we all do more homemaking than we realize because you know when you think of homemaking i'm not making fresh baked bread every day for my kids but i do you know enjoy cooking for my kids and I try and keep you know the laundry going and I try and keep the house cozy and mm -hmm. you know I often get told that we have a really cozy home and it is by no means um modern or newly renovated or anything but I keep it tidy and I keep it you know neat and I keep it practical for us yeah Agreed. Your house is really cozy. It's interesting you mentioned newly renovated because we're renovating our house right now. And one of my big goals is to make sure the house feels cozy. So we're adding some of these personal touches like extra bookshelves and little nooks and crannies where we can stick some personal items instead of just leaving kind of blank white walls everywhere. So I'm excited to see how it turns out. I'm really trying to make it feel like us. Yeah, that's nice. I mean, that's can happen with the rent. It was just going all white and losing all those personal touches. But anyways, yeah, I really enjoyed talking about this. Actually, it's less lame than I originally thought this was <laughs> going to be going into it. I hope everyone listening enjoyed it as well. And maybe you'll make some small changes in your home, just taking that time for whatever you feel works for you. Uh, but we're not done, of course. We have to do our funny story for the day. And today is your turn, Steph. Okay, so I have a really funny story that I only thought of this weekend because I was talking to the person that it involves, <laughs> and I thought to myself, I have to tell this one. Okay, so this story happened about 15 years ago, and just like as a backstory, I do have a waxing pot to like wax eyebrows <laughs> and my mustache and my legs and all those things because I was getting sick of going to the esthetician and paying them so much money to have all these smooth yeah. body parts. And yeah, we didn't I'm, we didn't inherit the, uh, <laughs> the hairless face gene, unfortunately. No. Yeah, like I have really blonde hair and it's this fine fuzz all over my body. When the so sun hits it just right, yeah. just the mustache glows. <laughs> yeah, beard. So anyways, so a long time ago, I invested in a wax pot and learned how to do waxing. Along with that came a few friends asking for favors to have waxing done. So I do eyebrows or 
their mustaches, or a couple times I would do people's bikini lines. Anyways, my really close friend, I mean, I didn't just do this for anybody, but my really close friend was over and she had her five-year-old son with her <laughs> and he was kind of like reading his book and not really paying attention and I was doing her eyebrows and then she's like, oh, can you do my bikini line? It's summer, whatever. And I'm like, yeah, okay, sure. So I didn't, I guess we didn't even consider that he wasn't paying attention or whatever. <laughs> and so I'm like, doing her bikini wax we're just chatting away like pretty casual like friends and then a friend of mine another friend of mine came over and kind of opened the door was like hello anyone home and it was a, a guy right it was a guy <laughs> and the little boy yells we're up here Steph's just waxing my mom's penis <laughs> and the friend was just like um what <laughs> It was so funny. I just about died. Or just, I thought he wasn't even paying attention. He's in his little game while he knew what was going He's on. He's thinking, what on earth? What on earth? Yeah. We're up here. Steph's doing my mom's penis. I was like, oh no. <laughs> that, is, that is not what's happening. <laughs> Anyways, it was funny. We all laughed hysterically and we still do. And that little boy is uh, 17 years old now. That's crazy. <laughs> and I'm not sure if his mom reminds him of it, but I probably will next time I see him. You should. Him. Yeah, that's hilarious. It was pretty good. Anyways, that's my funny story for today. Thanks for hopping on the podcast with me, Jill. This is so much fun. We did have to take a little break, but we are back and we'll be able to be more consistent now. Yes, we have big plans to do weekly Wednesday podcasts. Yep. Tune in every Wednesday. Make sure you subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts and leave us a comment if you have any suggestions or just helpful tips about how to make your home a little more cozy. Talk to you later, everyone. Okay. Bye. Talk to you later. Bye.